Hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Think It Ain't Illegal Yet. I'm your host, St. Clinton. On this show, we'll be playing some poetry, spoken words, and other things about political and social issues going on around the world, both past, present, and future, which will hopefully make you think. The Earth is full. It's full of us, full of our stuff, full of our waste, full of our demands. Yes, we are a brilliant and creative species, but we've created a little too much stuff. Visions of the future. So much that our economy is now bigger than its host, our planet. Planet. We need about 1.5 Earths to sustain this economy. In other words, to keep operating at our current level. In financial terms, this would be like always spending 50% more than you earn, going further into debt every year. But of course, you can't borrow natural resources, so we're uh, burning through our capital or stealing from the future. What this means is our economy is unsustainable. This means is our economy is unsustainable. It is based on a crazy idea. The crazy idea being that we can have infinite growth on a finite planet. The crazy idea is just that. It is crazy. And with the Earth full, it's game over. The problem is we're just warming up this growth engine. We plan to take this highly stressed economy and make it twice as big and then make it four times as big. Not in some distant future, but in less than 40 years. The only problem with this plan is that it's not possible. I find this argument fascinating, as though we can kind of bend the rules of physics to suit our needs. So the idea that we can smoothly transition to a highly efficient, solar-powered, knowledge-based economy transformed by science and technology so that 9 billion people can live in 2050, a life of abundance and digital downloads, is a delusion. See, what happens when you operate a system past its limits and then keep on going at an ever-accelerating rate is that the system stops working and breaks down. And that's what will happen to us. Now, we've had 50 years of warnings. We've had science proving the urgency of change. We've had economic analysis pointing out that not only can we afford it, it's cheaper to act early. And yet the reality is we've done pretty much nothing to change course. We're not even slowing down. Faster and faster in the last 60 years, 
Earth's population has almost tripled. I want to talk to you about fear. I want to do so because, in my view, the most important issue we face uh, is how we respond to this question. The crisis is now inevitable. The issue is how will we react? Visions of the future. Imagine our economy when the carbon bubble bursts, when the financial markets recognise that they have any hopes of preventing the climate spiralling out of control. The oil and coal industries are finished. Imagine China, India and Pakistan going to war as climate impacts generate conflict over food and water. Imagine the Middle East without oil income, but with collapsing governments. Imagine our highly tuned just-in-time food industry and our highly stressed agricultural system failing and supermarket shelves emptying. Imagine 30% unemployment in America as the global economy is gripped by fear and uncertainty. Now imagine what that means for you, your family, your friends, your personal financial security. Imagine what it means for your personal security as a heavily armed civilian population gets angrier and angrier about why this was allowed to happen. Fires are burning across large parts of London tonight as more serious violence breaks out on the streets of the capital for the third night in a row. Imagine what you'll tell your children when they ask you, so, in 2012, Mum and Dad, what was it like when you'd had the hottest decade on record for the third decade in a row? When every scientific body in the world was saying, you've got a major problem. When the oceans were acidifying, when oil and food prices were spiking, when they were rioting in the streets of London and occupying Wall Street, when the system was so clearly breaking down, Mum and Dad, what did you do? What were you thinking? So how do you feel when the lights go out on the global economy in your mind? Just take a moment take a breath and think what do you feel at this point yes things will get ugly and it will happen soon certainly in our lifetime but we are more than capable of getting through everything that's coming you see those people that have faith that humans can solve any problem that technology is limitless that markets can be a force for good are in fact right the only thing they're missing is that it takes a good crisis to get us going when we feel fear and we fear loss, we are capable of quite extraordinary things. We are smart. In fact, we really are quite amazing, but we do love a good crisis. And the good news, this one's a monster. 70% of the world's population lives on coastal plains. As the seas rise, salt will invade the water table, depriving inhabitants of drinking water. When we think about the future, I paint, of course we should feel a bit of fear. But fear can be paralyzing or motivating. We need to accept the fear and then we need to act. We need to act like the future depends on it. We need to act like we only have one planet. We can do this. I know the free market fundamentalists will tell you that more growth, more stuff, and nine billion people going shopping is the best we can do. They're wrong. We can be more, we can be much more. Well, it's time to grow up. We can choose life over fear. We can do what we need to do. 
but it will take every entrepreneur, every artist, every scientist, every communicator, every mother, every father, every child, every one of us. We've got 8 million children dying on this planet every year below the age of five from malnutrition and preventable diseases. We grew up in these tiny houses, houses, of mouths, of mouths to feed me after needless play and greed. It is seven, seven, five bedrooms in a tax house. Yeah, if I don't puff up, I got turfed out of my place. It's my rate. We call it civilized, but I see few rich and many poor, few Bentleys and many sore, few suits, yet yeah, many cheap and many tall. We measure it on material, money, growth, gain. On a system that is systematically breaking. Wake up from the sleep even though the sleep is deep This is the call of need so please Wake up from the sleep Wake up from the sleep even though the sleep is deep This is the call of need so please Wake up from the sleep Wake up from the sleep even though the sleep is deep This is the call of need so please Wake up from the sleep Wake up from the sleep even though the sleep is deep This is the call of need so please Wake up from the sleep Disturb our water on earth that we are the cracks of a wheel that spins for the winds of the rich elites in bed. But this is not sinless, this is my life on my terms, and that is not every few years. I will not pay for you to do the evil that you do. To put more than my scissors in your manifesto, so let go. This dark heart, smart ass, I don't care what class you are, what school you attended. From the sleep, even though the sleep is deep, this is the call of need. So please, wake up from the sleep. Wake up from the sleep, even though the sleep is deep. This is the call of need. So please, wake up from the sleep. Wake up from the sleep, even though the sleep is deep. This is the call of need. So please, wake up from the sleep. Wake up from the sleep, even though the sleep is deep. This is the call of need. So please. Wake up from the sleep We grew up in these tiny houses House of mouths and mouths To feed me after need Was playing greed It is seven, seven, five Bedrooms in a tax house Yet if I don't pop up I got turfed out of my place It's my rate We call it civilized But I see few rich and many poor Few Bentleys and many sore Few suits yet many cheap and many tall We measure it on material Money, growth, gain On a system that is systematically
Wake up from the sleep, sleep. Wake up from the sleep, even though the sleep is deep, is deep, is all of these so please. Wake up from the sleep, sleep. I speak to you for the first time as Prime Minister in a solemn hour for the life of our country. Yeah. Of our empire, of our allies, and above all, of the cause of freedom. A tremendous battle is raging in France and Flanders. The Germans, by a remarkable combination of air bombing and heavily armored tanks, have broken through the French defenses north of the Maginot Line, and strong columns of their armored vehicles are ravaging the open country, which for the first day or two was without defenders. For myself, I have invincible confidence in the French army and its leaders. Only a very small part of that splendid army has yet been heavily engaged. And only a very small part of France has yet been invaded. There is good evidence to show that practically the whole of the specialized and mechanized forces of the enemy have been already thrown into the battle. And we know that very heavy losses have been inflicted upon them. No officer or man, no brigade or division, which grapples at close quarters with the enemy wherever encountered, can fail to make a worthy contribution to the general result. The armies must cast away the idea of resisting attack behind concrete lines or natural obstacles, and must realize that mastery can only be regained by furious and unrelenting assault. And this spirit must not only animate the high command, but must inspire every fighting man. In the air, often at serious odds, often at odds, Hitherto thought overwhelming, we have been clawing down three or four to one of our enemies. And the relative balance of the British and German air forces is now considerably more favorable to us than at the beginning of the battle. In cutting down the German bombers, we are fighting our own battle, as well as that of France. My confidence in our ability to fight it out to the finish with the German air force has been strengthened by the fierce encounters which have taken place and are taking place. At the same time, our heavy bombers are striking nightly at the taproot of German mechanized power and have already inflicted serious damage upon the oil refineries on which the Nazi effort to dominate the world directly depends. We must expect that as soon as stability is reached on the Western Front, the bulk of that hideous apparatus of aggression, which dashed Holland into ruin and slavery in a few days, will be turned upon us. I'm sure I speak for all when I say we are ready to face it, to endure it, and to retaliate against it, to any extent that the unwritten laws of war permit. There will be many men and many women in this island who, when the ordeal comes upon them, as come it will, will feel comfort and even a pride that they are sharing the perils of our lads at the front, soldiers, sailors, and airmen, God bless them, and are drawing away for them a part at least 
of the onslaught they have to bear. Is not this the appointed time for all to make the utmost exertions in their power? If the battle is to be won, we must provide our men with ever-increasing quantities of the weapons and ammunition they need. We must have, and have quickly, more aeroplanes, more tanks, more shells, more guns. There is imperious need for these vital munitions. They increase our strength against the powerfully armed enemy. They replace the wastage of the obstinate struggle and the knowledge that wastage will speedily be replaced enables us to draw more readily upon our reserves and throw them in now that everything counts so much. Our task is not only to win the battle, but to win the war. After this battle in France abates its force, there will come the battle for our islands. For all that Britain is, and all that Britain means, that will be the struggle. In that supreme emergency, we shall not hesitate to take every step, even the most drastic, to call forth from our people the last ounce and the last inch of effort of which they are capable. The interests of property, the hours of labor, are nothing compared to the struggle for life and honor, for right and freedom, to which we have vowed ourselves. I have received from the chiefs of the French Republic, and in particular from its indomitable Prime Minister, Monsieur Reynaud, the most sacred pledges that whatever happens, they will fight to the end, be it bitter, nor be it glorious. Nay, if we fight to the end, it can only be glorious. Having received His Majesty's commission, I have formed an administration of men and women of every party and of almost every point of view. We have differed and quarreled in the past, but now one bond unites us all to wage war until victory is won and never to surrender ourselves to servitude and shame, whatever the cost and the agony may be. If this is one of the most awe-striking periods in the long history of France and Britain, it is also, beyond doubt, the most sublime. Side by side, unaided except by their kith and kin in the great dominions and by the wide empires which rest beneath their shield, Side by side, the British and French peoples have advanced to rescue not only Europe, but mankind from the foulest and most soul-destroying tyranny which has ever darkened and stained the pages of history. Behind them, behind us, behind the armies and fleets of Britain and France, gather a group of shattered states and bludgeoned races, the Czechs, the Poles, the Norwegians, the Danes, the Dutch, the Belgians, upon all of whom the long night of barbarism will descend, unbroken even by a star of hope, unless we conquer, as conquer we must, as conquer we shall. The moon, a lonely world in the absence of masses. To the stars, Bowen. To the stars. 99, proceeded. 3, 2, 1. Houston. Run away, Houston. That's your good.
Here man completed his first explorations of the moon. December 1972 AD. May the spirit of peace in which we came be reflected in the lives of all mankind. Talk about being a spaceman. I was rolling on the moon one day. This closes a golden chapter in the age of space exploration. In a way, it brings a close to what has been a very romantic era. But the book is still being written. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Saint Clinton here. Are you a poet or a spoken word artist? Would you like to have your tracks played here? And send it in an audio format too. Poetry at sandduneradio.com. Poetry at sandduneradio.com. And we'll add it into the rotation. Oh,
start by saying we should be honest our goal should be to persuade them to join us to achieve the kind of command and control we accomplish financing arms and propaganda around the world but the truth is the CIA trained ruthless brutal terrorists but the truth is the CIA trained Al-Qaeda I understand aggression. I understand terror. I understand war. I understand. 
aggression. I understand terror. I understand war. propaganda around the world. But if Democrats are alarmed by this glimpse into a Trump administration, they are putting up minimal resistance. Rather than worrying about whether or not genocidal violence breaks out again in the tens of thousands of deaths, maybe almost a hundred thousand in the southern U.S. Democratic members of Congress are motivated by almost completely different priorities. Because they think that the American people are going to say that they don't want to vote for the end times. So in other words, they are weighing their positions in the main election, saying, you know, um, things like, Trump is crazy. Did you hear what he said in the primary debates to get elected? You know, it, it was funny because the reaction, the emotional response of the crowd, it was shocking and it was scary. And I think in the end somewhere, from the political party's viewpoint, we're better off for it. I mean, take a look at public opinion on that execution platform and all these people who died as a result of what happened at the debate. That doesn't necessarily turn voters on everywhere. I mean, 
You know, hundreds of people are going to die in this, so it's not a funny thing, but it's fascinating that at no point do people see the irony of this because the people that are tending to support Trump now are crazy. I mean, they're they're running around singing songs and dancing and, and chanting hymns and all this kind of nonsense. But think about what that does, though. If you nominate Trump, he's doomed in the general elections. But he can destroy the Republican chances of winning for sure. And so the Democratic Party's people are ecstatic. While all this is going on, the leaders of the establishment in the Democratic Party, Bill and Hillary Clinton, were burning at the stake. But before that happens, they sent a stern letter, so I'm sure it's going to really make a big difference, to the Republican Party, which included a modest list, folks, really a modest list of complaints. Well, Alabama and Arkansas, far away from where Ma and Pa raised me. But the crazy part about it is how a Chinese baby is going through the same thing all across this world that we're paving. There ain't hardly no one left that knows the land that makes it pretty damn hard to understand that around here, though we live in houses, we're refugees. There's no doubt about it. We build the walls up of our own prison and then pretend like it's the best thing to live in. And I'm disillusioned. I've seen the pollution. I know what we're losing. I know. The solution lies in a homecoming reunion of the kind where we find that basic union that we lived without for so long. For millennia, it's been gone. We've lived our lives away from the earth that we've all forgot what's of the greatest worth. Have you heard the phrase, the death of birth? We're losing neighbors and it keeps getting worse. We're trapped in a maze, so dig through the dirt. You'll find your home down there in the earth. Home, let's all go home. Say home is where your heart is, but most consider it's where you park your car. It's amazing to think about the residential prison system that we're living in, where the dead is milling about a million. And when we fortify up all the mortgage buys, draw divisions, boundaries, and borderlines. And how you expect to give a fuck about atrocities? A kid starving overseas when we don't in our streets. In this community, unity doesn't exist. And we're fucked if this is soon to be gonna be it. How are we supposed to rise up as one if we can't even smile to one another on the streets? Time to tear up the concrete and say goodbye to the show. If we ever plan on giving this life enough. The ghosts. If we keep on secluding ourselves, deluding ourselves, nobody coming when we yelling for help before it's too late. Before we see you later, let go of the chokehold before we suffocate her. And suffer fate's worse than we have ever known. Get evicted as Mother Nature takes back the throne when we start realizing there's a brighter future for us on the horizon. All we gotta do is break all these ties and break down the barriers, open up our eyes and go home. Let's all go home. Home is the earth she needs you. Go home, realize that we need her too. 
to end divorce from the planet and the way she works We get to a point where we'll need more than words We've evolved beyond our means, built this house of cards This fake crystal sheen will just shatter to glass shards Why do we chase such a short-term gain? When all we create is such a long-term pain Cause we're removed from nature, we subjugate her Not knowing we're a part of the way we rape her Plant healthy seeds, don't give water to weeds Help those in need and many other good deeds If you connect and promote, raise awareness, provoke Look around at the world and fix that which is broke Break with those that can, with an extra hand Be the generation to draw a line in the sand We can't let them cross it anymore, make them see That we'll change the way it's gotta be Let's pull the plug and set us free Home, let's all go home Home is the earth she needs you Let's all go home Home is the earth she needs you Ah, home Let's all go home Realize that we need her too Psychopaths have emotions if you dig deep enough, but then again, maybe they don't. The criminal justice then and still today is very much like a backstreet. The cases go down the assembly line and everyone does their part. Police officer arrests the individual, district attorney files the case, the lawyers get together with the judge, they craft the sentence, and probation then comes in and oversees. Yeah, that's
chill for hundred years and after a lively hundred more years, did it again. The world would stop spinning and all stop living standing frozen in ice. There once was a time, the very time right now, when man fought himself to keep walking forward down. But every time he started right with the golden intentions, he ended up enslaved and eating the crumbs of the riches from the royalty up off the ground. Life just keeps kicking you and hardly get both feet on solid ground. Yet we keep on walking blindly the same direction every time. Same attitude. Hate seems to have always been around and we keep reflecting on historic tragedies and expect for the future to change and do somehow. How? How do we expect to evolve to a better species if we stay repeating the sins of the past? These sins gather allies in the ignorance of men and this is how the evil in men forever shall last. Sin being seated the right hand of what we think God gods we worship are not gods at all, the gods we worship are nothing more than material that are all ignored. Governments and flags, sex and cash, damn it can't you see, the future is our past. Good morning, thank you for waking up today, Reverend Jones Somebody needs to hear this. Somebody needs to hear this. You used to be a pimp, a womanizer, or whatever the case may be. God delivered you from that. Then you know the the temptation. Of, the temptation is gonna come back. You know that's as soon as you say, you know, Jesus, I'm gonna turn my life around. And there they go, blowing up your phone. So like, oh man, that's the one right there. Yep, they got the devil know how to push the right buttons, y'all. I'm telling you, he know how to push the right buttons, put the code in to make you just. Right back into temptation. It's, it's gonna happen, but you, you gotta, you gotta be strong, y'all. You gotta be strong. Don't put stuff in front of you and mess up. If God delivered you from being a, a, a alcoholic. You can't go to every party. You just can't do it. If that's what they got in there, you know they made beverage. It's alcohol. There's no water. Then you don't, don't do that. Don't go there. Don't, don't even go there. Don't put yourself in that situation. Don't put yourself in there where they, everybody got drinks around. You looking at everybody cut. Don't even do that to yourself. If God delivered you from stealing, you can't work in a bank. If that used to be your main problem, you just just to be a thief and thief. Don't work in a bank. You can't be the, the bank telling you uh, how much deposit. Can I put this in my pocket? I wonder if they'll ever know. Don't don't even put yourself in that situation where you you attempt yourself and then fall and then you in handcuffs in the back of the car and now you wonder, man, I should have never took this job. Then you should have never took it. 
1 Corinthians 10 and 13. There has no temptation taken you, but such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. So right there, God, God he's not going to give you nothing you can't handle. He's not going to do that. I know it feels like that sometimes. You're just like, what? I just, I can't handle it. But he's not going to give you nothing you can't handle. He's not going to do it to you. He's not going to put you in a situation where you cannot overcome with it. It's just impossible. Because, you know, anything that's possible to man is, 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 is possible for God. It might be impossible for us, but it's possible for him. So if you put your strength in him, he's going to get you to it. He's going to put an escape route. You just got to make sure you take that bad boy. You've been in the middle, right? In the middle of things. Stop. Don't let me do it. Somebody called you. Your mama called you. Your friend. Somebody even called you. Text message you. They could have stopped you from doing something if you were to continue the conversation with them but you just said nah we keep on doing what i'm doing we keep on doing what i'm doing because because you, you want to do it so you gotta so he's gonna give you that escape but you gotta take it yeah you, you, you gotta take it you gotta be quicker than that you gotta take it people you gotta take it Gentlemen, this is St. Clinton here. I just want to drop in real quick to give a shout out to some of the listeners on the show. There's Poet Soul 30, Raising Vibrations, Stutter C, Creative Culture SW, Miss Taylor Ray, Noble Series, Star Fox 55. Kuwaiti British, Leslie Wood, Beatrice, Lauren 2000, Monica Renata, Ryder Die, Ember Gleams Music, Music Means Life, Milk No Sugar, Ishani Jasmine, Awesome Music, Prince Raymond, DeVille Stone, Patron Saints of Pop Culture, Jay White, D. Angelic Poetess, and there's so, so many more. If you'd like to shout, have me shout you out, just leave a tweet to Sand Dune Radio. Oh yeah, now back to the show. Camelot Rising. Three kings of Camelot in knightly attire rode forth to conquer man's unholy desire. A chivalric code to right their nation's wrong, knights of valor who remained ever strong. Their armor glimmered with polished shine, lance and sword so sharp and fine. Crest of a great nation on their shield, reminders of their quest, a land to heal. Their names are etched in the minds of man, heroes who dedicated themselves to a selfless plan. John, Bobby, and Martin Luther by name, their selfless quest earned them great fame. A nation torn by hunger, hate, and greed, the poor and weak had such urgent need. Racial division tore through the land, nuclear fear that mankind would not stand. A bellicose beat sounded across the world, nations postured with flags of state unfurled. Menacing missiles aimed at their neighbor's door, armies marched to near and distant shores. A hungry dragon prowled the land, 
feasting on ignorance in the minds of men. Discrimination and segregation religiously ruled in cities and towns so governed by fools. Marches and protests to lessen their plight, men of good conscience never gave up the fight. Equal justice for all, racial tolerance too, a way of thinking that for many was all too new. Revolution of thought and soul, music's evolution brought a new role. Lyrics sang of freedom's desire, a spirit of change, a nation's soul on fire. The people cried for justice and change, student voices no longer chained. Government forces so oft use violence, but men of morality could not be silenced. Three kings of Camelot shared their brother's dream to free their nation from bigotry so vile and mean. John, Bobby, and Martin fought with both word and deed, brave, bold action to plant freedom's new seed. The dragon's breath blew hell's damnation. Men of evil would shake a great nation. Kings of Camelot stalked by three fiends, assassins of good knights with godly dreams. The death of these kings would not dim the light, a nation's new direction born from their might. The memories of John, Martin, and Bobby survive, their quest for their nation's soul yet kept alive. Camelot said... Revolution, with apologies to Gil Scott Heron. On this day of June 19, 2000, you name it, the long-awaited revolution comes to you live via the Intitude satellite shortwave and, yes, carrier pigeon from Atlanta, Georgia. There is a parade on the information superhighway as the panther struts out onto the cathode catwalk. Its image is sliding into social media, combusting and fluttering into packets. We here at CNN promise to freeze this cybernetic symbol with liquid crystallized, slice it into wafers, and serve it up for community. So get your wafers at pickaseason.revolution.anarchy.rebellion.snd.something.something-else.bullshit. Under the light of the moon, the panther stalks its prey. The ghetto bird bub-bub-bubs over the water, night eyes green. The panther's bionic ears and night vision scope vision pick up movement in the treetops. It creeps out of the forest to cool off or swim in the pond. They see each other there. And they are shadows in a world of midnight blue and omnipresent coordinates. The silent panther, the ghetto bird bub-bub-bubbing over the water. They have nothing to say. They bow their heads and turn away. Under the light of the sun, the commentary locusts spill out of their concrete nests, subway tunnels, and fiberglass cocoons. The panther roars as it stalks its prey. The locusts bite into its speeches. Death is not quick. The commentaries gnaw out its throat. The information jackals licked their lips. They split him and split him.
fucking world. there is a beginning and so today with a heavy heart humanity begins life if you will in the post stone age from the four corners of the globe the best and the brightest from all fields politics the arts sciences sports and entertainment convene at the united nations to pay their final tribute to the best and brightest of us all visions of the future too one of the dangerous although understandable assumptions uh, that we now have is that information is always and ever our friend. It's understandable because in the past, people sought information in order to solve specific problems. But now we're faced with a problem we haven't had before, which is information glut. Information has become a form of garbage. It comes from dozens of sources. It's relentless.